welcome to Road to Billions podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur, with your host, Moise Bertrand. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Moise Bertrand, your host of Road to Billions podcast, and today we have Mr. Pierre Tuz. You know, Pierre, he's a very strategic um, planner and investor over the long term. I've been talking to him for some years. He's also my pro fight in Cap Abbasai. Shout out to Capos. Um, but... You know, he's a very smart guy. He also is coming on the show today to give you guys some a bit of advice about investing and how to actually invest in stock market. So how you doing today, Pierre? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain at all, man. Bless. Definitely. So Pierre today is going to talk about more about what's the best platforms to actually invest in stocks and trading options and crypto. And, you know, he's the guru. So in that part of the realm, Pierre, please talk about what are you doing and what's the best thing for people to start investing into? I wouldn't say guru yet, but, you know, trying to get there. But uh, it depends on what you want, basically. Like, if you're looking to trade, there's a lot of platforms that have a lot of commissions that can cut into your profits. So, like, for instance, like me, I trade a lot of credit spreads and iron condors. Um, and I'll probably explain that, you know, later down the line in the podcast. But um, those are trades that require a lot of commission because there's a lot of legs to open those trades. So you would be best using a commission-free platform for those. As far as just, like, long-term investing goes... Um, Robinhood wouldn't be bad, but it's a very uh, simple lay of the land. So, for instance, with Robinhood, their charting system isn't the best and their level two market data isn't the best. So I would say if you were to trade off Robinhood, it's a good platform to execute, but not to plan out your trades or to plan out your investment strategies. If you want to go for good charting, I would definitely say TradingView, Webull, or Thinkorswim. And also Thinkorswim has a lot of educational platforms and educational videos if you don't know what you're looking at. So Cool. So, um, Pierre, so when you first started trading, um, I know we had you on a previous episode on Roll the Billings already, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you talked about intro to options. So we want to know, like, what is the best thing for someone who was, who's already trading? What's the next level for them to go into trading if they're really serious? All right. So if you're starting off as a beginner trader, I'm pretty sure you're just doing uh, like well, beginner options trading. If you're not just doing plain equity, I'm pretty sure you're just trading uh, calls and puts, which is basically, you know, stock goes up by a call, stock goes down by a put. Um, I started seeing a lot more profit when I started realizing that there's you could trade the market in any way, shape or form. So basically, you could basically make money in an up environment, a down environment and sideways environment if there's no price action at all. And I started making more profits when I realized that I could trade in any environment based on based on certain strategies. So I would say there's uh, intermediate option strategies that you can learn that'll help you collect more. Because you got to think about it like this. You got to think like a bank. So large institutions are selling us these contracts. Right. So basically, if you think of like the JP Morgan's, the Goldman Sachs, or just the large, you know, um, hedge funds. They're the ones that are selling us these contracts because, what, 80% of options expire worthless at the end of the day. So they know that. And if you're just thinking about probabilities, they're like, let's just sell these guys, let's just sell these guys those contracts. Because if you're buying an options contract, there's a, there's a seller on the other end. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go that route. And you can go that route. On the seller's end? On the seller's end and make more money. And not necessarily make more money, but you have a higher probability of making money. It does require a little bit more risk, which, you know... It's an investment. Yeah, everything is a double-edged sword, but it requires a little bit more risk. But if you're thinking like a bank, you start making money like a bank. And that's what kind of changed my kind of aspect. So now I could trade in like low volatility environments where the prices aren't doing anything. 
I could go directional in a high volatility environment where if the stock price is going down, I'll probably be like, let me purchase some call options if it's this down because the market goes up 70% of the time as opposed to going down. And when it goes down, it goes down really, really fast. So, you know, buy when it's, buy when it's low, sell high. Definitely. So how do someone who is, of course, investing in stocks, how do they know what's the best platform to use, actually? Because, you know, everybody might say, oh, Robinhood is the best thing, but you might think Thinkorswim is the best thing for you. So how is the best, without you know, moving your money around too much, how could someone actually, you know, find out which is the best platform to use? Honestly, it's all opinion-based. It's based on your psychology and how you are as an investor. If you want everything to just be black and white, Robinhood probably would be the best way to go because it's the easiest to execute. If you want to have a little bit more, um, I guess if you want to be a more like classic investor, you know, you want to be, you know, someone that really charts heavily or relies on technical analysis, you could do Webull or uh, Thinkorswim. Or like for me, like I do, I execute trades on Robinhood, but I do all my analysis on Thinkorswim. Right. So you use both platforms. Yes, I use both platforms. And then I have my long-term holdings and, um, all my long-term holdings are in TD Ameritrade slash Thinkorswim, and then all my short-term trades, I place them on Robinhood. Definitely. So, how can someone? What's the lowest amount you would recommend someone to start investing in when they're when you're any amount, hundred dollars, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, any money you have in your savings account. I started trading with twelve hundred bucks. So, with that being said, if someone probably don't want to put put no money in, into um, investing in stocks. What is the back end of that? Do they should they start reading about it before they invest, or should they just take everybody else's opinion and just follow everybody's lead? No, so I wouldn't say uh, going on the internet is probably the most detrimental thing you could do, as far as like you know buying into FOMO stocks. So you know FOMO stocks, I mean like fear of missing out. Like you don't want to you don't want to get into something just because someone else told you to get into it. Because right. nine times out of ten, if it like for example like the whole GameStop thing like. GameStop went up two, three hundred points in a day, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's not that's not common. That's and, you know, crazy. that's not common at all. So a lot of people burnt lots of money because they were just buying GameStop. And it was just like a hundred point day or two, three hundred point days in a regular thing in the stock market. That's kind of like a phenomenon. So it's like if someone buys at the high, at the top, at the top, I mean, nine times out of ten, when something something has to correct itself, if it goes up that amount. So when it came crashing down, all the people lost a whole bunch of money. Everybody was like, damn. Shit, I lost a bunch of money. <laughs> <laughs> that I, was dope. I, wanted, I wanted to try this so bad. <laughs> I had to do that today. Um, that was that was this funny, but but no, I I think that's one of the best things you actually said in like in a long time because I know a lot of people they have the analogy of investing, but they don't think about the long term commitment. They only think about the short term, short term. No, and um, the most money I've ever lost is just thinking about how much money I can make in the short term. So when I started trading, or even now sometimes, when I think when I attach a dollar amount instead of a percentage gain of my investment, I always lose more. Because I remember for a time, it was like I had scaled my account to a certain way. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I can make a grand a week if I do it like this. And then it was like, oh, now I can make three grand a week if I do it like this. Instead of just thinking, what's my return on investment on my capital? Yeah, that adds up, people, as well. That's compound. Yeah, compounding is important. And it was just like, I got to the, now it's just like, the way I move now is just like, all right, if I'm starting out, if I'm going to trade five grand, if I get this five to 10 in a month, I'm going to remove the five grand and then trade with just five grand. I'm not going to think of, I have 10 grand now, the possibilities are endless. Because if you keep thinking like that and you keep attaching a dollar amount to your investments, 
you're eventually going to burn yourself because you're going to get greedy. So it's like now you just got to think about how much money you can get in the long term. You look up and you might have made a hundred grand that year and yeah. you didn't even notice it. Yeah, because you're not really looking for the money. You're not chasing it. You're not chasing it. Exactly. Chasing the knowledge. It's passive. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a, I think that's a big thing people should really emphasize their life around. Like, what are you really chasing? Are you chasing that fulfillment of, you know, money or are you chasing that um, fulfillment of freedom? Because those two different things. You can have money and not have freedom. I know um, Mr. Daniels, he spoke about that on the last episode about balanced life, work, and health. And, bro, you can make $100,000 a year and you could be sick, still working the same. Still working the same you job. Be, you could be very much unhappy. So what is your theory on that? Like, how do you feel about, you know, working for money and working for freedom? All right, so my opinion on hard work. I mean, granted, you can lose. A nine to five isn't a horrible thing. I know a lot of people It's like, oh, I don't want to work. I forget work. And it's like, no, you got to look as a nine to five of a tool to be, as a tool to get starting capital, to do what you want to do. Right. So, like, I have friends, you know, like a good a good friend of mine, he just quit a job. He was making almost a quarter million dollars a year as a, uh, as a corporate lawyer. He hated it. He hated it. Like, and he was just like, you know, I'm, I, wasn't, I wasn't being valued like I thought I was at my job. And he was like, and he, you know, he saved a good amount of money, and he's trying to start his own record label now. And, you know, I know people who turn down Wall Street jobs, you know, just to bet on themselves and do what they want to do and they love. Yeah. But it's not that they stopped working. They worked for a certain amount of time, but they worked jobs that were a lot less stressful. And so they could get starting capital, so they could do things that they wanted to do, what they really wanted to do. Like me, for instance, like, I'm probably not going to work. Like, I just graduated. I'm probably not going to work for more than a year or two, if that. Yeah. So, because I want to trade full time, but I know I have to work to humble myself. Yeah, I had a um, I had a really work before I really um did entrepreneurship for full thing. I told you about that. When yeah, I had a, yeah, yeah. You seen me yeah, work? You every was working. Day. You was working crazy, <laughs> bro. You seen me like, bro? Like, it was I, sick. I be, when I was when I was when I first started trading, when I was uh at the cannabis company I was at, bro, I was putting in like eighty hour weeks, like insane, like yeah. an insane amount of hours. But I, but it gave me purpose because that insane amount of hours, when I got that check, I respected that check more. Yeah, because you know like, the value of the money. Exactly. So I respected the check more because it was like, oh, I worked all these hours, but I know the value of what I got from working all these hours. Right. So I'm going to put at least 60% of my check in my trading account because I only need 40, 30 to 40% of my check to live. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, if you put that and then you compound gains from the rest of your check, it's like the money, you got money coming from two different places now. Two different places. Exactly. And I think a lot of people, I think, um, you know, I, I always try to keep people who's very knowledgeable around me because I feel like that's one of the biggest things in order to advance a life. You have to keep people who's always advancing themselves. So I feel like one of the big, big, biggest things someone should always do is always try to get money from all type of avenues. That's a really big thing. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's just like 100 grand salary is cool because, you know, we all go to school and then, you know, we just heard the old, you know, the time old tale, you know, you work hard and you get what you deserve. And it's just like, that's not true, man. And then, you know, lately I've been, you know, just, you know, educating myself and a lot of, you know, like if just old timeless tales of just the same thing, like the, the, the people that have the biggest wealth didn't work harder, they work smarter. Right. If you go to a job and you sacrifice 12 hours of your life, 12 to 15 hours of your life, um, four or five days out of the week and they're, paying you pretty much pennies to a dollar as to what the big corporation is making. You're, I don't think you, I think you should value yourself more because at the end of the day, you're just working, eating, sleeping and reproducing. And it's just like, at what point does that become nominal? At what point does that become, uh, you're, you're just living a day-to-day -day life. You're not, that's not chasing your true fulfillment. True fulfillment 
is doing what you love. And maybe monetizing doing what you love, but as long as you do what you love and you pay it back for it, I feel like that's the key to life. Yeah. I feel like that's a big thing I kind of surround myself with as well. Like, and you as well, you could attest to this. Like, you're a person who's looking to always advance themselves and knowledge and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you got to, so bro. You got to. If you, if you feel like you know everything in the world, you're already lost. No, you got to educate yourself every day. And it's like, I was reading a statistic the other day. It's like, after high school, I think 80% of people stop reading. And, and then collegiate, even people at the collegiate level, um, like once you graduate college and then, you know, even people who have their PhDs or their doctor's degrees, or they, they don't educate themselves anymore. It's like, all right, I got here. Let me just work. That's sad, man. And I kind of, that's a sad feeling. And then you work, you start a family, and then now your mantra to your kids is, hey, work hard, work hard. And he's like, you'll get everything you deserve. But it's like, you'll never get everything you deserve if someone else is feeding you. Yeah, Rich Dad Poor Dad talked about that. If you someone if you don't control your time, someone else someone will. else will. I'm like, thank and you. And they'll dictate they they'll dictate your time. Even with school, bro, like like I'll be, you know what I'm saying, in class and all that, and then I'll just be thinking like even at the end of the day, because you know, I came from, you know, two medical programs. You, right. know, you know what I'm saying? So and in the first one, you know, it was just like I felt like they they relish in having the power of being like, we can take this away from you. At any point in time we can relinquish you of this degree that you're earning to strive for. You yeah, know? your license. And your license or whatever it is. And even with your job, it's like at any point, at what point do they look at you and say, ah, we don't feel like paying you no more? Or like, uh, like maybe you deserve promotion or like maybe you deserve this or like maybe you deserve that. Or like, but who, who said that? Who, why does another entity have the power to give you a raise? Give yourself a raise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is like there's no limit to how much you can earn. There's no limit. There's no. There's no. There's no limit how much you can make if you scale your business. Um, there's no time constraints. You're your own boss. You don't have to answer to anybody but your consumer if you are performing like a customer service based business. Yeah, and it's just like it's all on you. You're betting on yourself. No one can take food out of your mouth for yourself. And then my my one of my best friends, Josh, he says this all the time. He was like. The market is the great equalizer. And by the great equalizer, he means that no matter how much money you have, as long as you have control over your mind, you can make money. Always. At any time. It doesn't, the market doesn't care if you're black. It doesn't care if you're white. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't discriminate. It's literally you against the market. That's it. But I feel like that's a big thing people should really focus on. Like, you have to be able to, to like, not have an attachment to money unless you are self-educated. I feel like unless you are self-educated, you're really not going to have attachment to money um, because you have to understand you you being self-educated, knowing how to get money, you're going to be like, I know the knowledge is forever there. Like you could go broke tomorrow and you could be like, well, if I get a loan from somebody for a thousand, I could give them back a thousand. I can make all the profit in the stocks because that knowledge is already it's embedded. It's there. And it's like that knowledge will forever pay you. Yeah. I mean, it's like, It'll, it'll pay you forever. Like, it's, it's just, because it's just, like, at the end of the day, like, even when I was, like, my last semester of school, bro, like, I, I, like I'm going to come clean. I ain't really, I was so focused on the market, man. Like, when it came to, like, exam time and stuff like that, I was just, like, bro, like. You were just locked in, man. I was just locked into the market. <laughs> and it was just, like, you know what I'm saying? Not that school isn't important. Like, I think everybody should get an education just because you meet a great amount of people that, you know. Could advance your life. That could advance your life. And you meet a lot of um, other black people that are serving as an example of what you want to be. Definitely. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that's important. But as far as just, like, being taught to work, it's just, like, that's the that's the old American mantra. So it's just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
when I learned, when I was learning how to trade and I was learning how to do, you know what I'm saying? When I was learning how to trade and I was learning about stock market investing, it was just like, man, this is something that I don't have to, this is not going to be a toll on my body. You know what I'm saying? Like I could do this for 60 years and it's not going to affect my body. It might affect my mental a little bit because there's been times where I've lost, you know, large sums of money and it's affected my, you know, my whole mood, my whole mental. But that's a lesson. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's like I learned a lesson from that. Those failures is like, you, just like you pay tuition to school, you got to pay tuition to the game. You know what I'm saying? Like even, even if, even with your businesses, like I'm sure, I'm sure you have, you, 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 you in real estate now, you got what? It's a marketing, marketing consulting. consulting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's been times where you've had some failure moments. Yeah. It's, it's a, but it's a humbling experience. Like how you it's said, humbling, bro. because we worked them 80 hours, 90 hours. So, yeah, bro. you know, when you have to wait two weeks for that check. So I feel like if I wait two weeks, if I could wait two weeks for someone to pay me, I could wait two weeks to be broke. And then the next two weeks, I know it's going to pop off it's because pop off. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make my mantra is I'm forever make some money. I'm gonna make some. If it's a dollar, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. One dollar, bro. And it got to the point where, like, when even when I was trading, I was like, man, like, I was like, nah, I don't want to accept it. I don't want to even take on this trade if I'm not making fifty to a hundred percent return on my capital. Yeah. But then I was just like, bro, that was unrealistic. That's unrealistic. You're not gonna hit a home run every time you trade. And I was like, bro, I gotta take my ten percent gains. I gotta take my fifty bucks. I gotta take my thirty bucks. I gotta take my hundred bucks. Because at the end of the day, I pressed the button for that money. Yeah. I didn't go I didn't go work for it, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. And that's a great way of looking for it. You didn't have to drive your car which was already going to cost gas to get to work. Bro. You didn't have to you didn't have to go put in no physical labor. You ain't got to have nobody clocking your time telling you what you can and can't do. You ain't got nobody telling you when you could shit, uh piss and fucking take a break and eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have control over that. You have control over all that. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, yeah, bro, if I made $30 that day, I'm proud of that $30, bro. Because some people are spending, that's an hour of somebody's time. Even then, if, if you're making 15 bucks an hour, that's two hours of your time. Yeah. I made that in five, 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm proud of that 30. You know, and even the days where I've made like two grand in an hour, it's just like, bro, I made someone's whole check in two hours. Like, why would I stop doing this? Why would I stop doing this? to learn about something that's going to force me to work. Yeah. And um, that's one of the biggest things I kind of tell myself. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to still, if I make $1,000, that's $1,000. If I lose $1,000, it's a lesson. It's I just gain like, knowledge and how I not to knowledge. lose it that next yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to lose that 1000 next time. I promise you that. <laughs> exactly. It's like, ah, oh, I'm not going to make the same mistake anymore. Can't you know what I'm saying? If you mistake. make the same mistake, it's a fool's errand. Fool, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, and, um, I know we might be going a little bit over this podcast time, but I'm from have another minute going on, but um, essentially, you know, I was speaking about this on the previous podcast, black men get money, first thing they do is go spend it, you know, we yeah, go spend it bro. and we go show off. We're the biggest consumers, bro, black people are the largest consumers, we we are like 70% of like, as far as capitalism goes, we spend the most bread. Yeah, so my whole theory about that is, if we just inadvertently took that money we was going to spend on the nice cars and clothes and, you know, jewelry, we could actually make, you know, the black community actually more wealthier than what we we actually control the market. We control Facts. everything. Hip hop markets. We control. Facts. We're the influence. The number one. Hip hop's the number one genre. Yeah. But it's big white corporations making the most money off of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then it's just like we buy. You know what I'm saying? We buy all the APs, the automarket gets. We buy all the jewelry. 
You know what I'm saying? We buy all the all the sneakers that ever drop. Yeah. Like, granted, I'm a little take bit care of, of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Take, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bless granted, yourself. Granted, I'm a little bit of a consumer. Like, I got a supreme. You know, what yeah. I got a supreme jacket on. But right take now. care of yourself. You know, you know reward yourself. But I like that. It's just like I like streetwear. So you know, that's my you know that's my little guilty pleasure. But you know, when you overindulge and you ain't got it like that, it's like, bro, like, what are you mm-hmm. overindulging for, bro? How you at brunch? How you complaining about rent? But you at brunch every Sunday, spending two three hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? How you how are you complaining? About not wanting to pay for this dad in the third with your shorty, but you know what I'm saying you and your boys are going crazy in the booths. You know what I'm saying buying bottles, doing this dad in the third. Is that is it, like it just doesn't add up, bro? It's like, bro, you could have spent that money making more money, my nigga. I told people, I told people like the best thing to do is to do yourself. Like, just keep yourself focused on what you're really trying to accomplish in life. And if you get that accomplished now, you can seek other things you really want to do because yeah, you have to be self-accomplished facts. first. Facts. Facts. And it's like, I'd be saying like, you know, it's like sometimes you got to stay down to lock in. Like you can enjoy the fruits of your labor after you've done what you had to do. It's just like, bro, you can, you can afford to stay down and not be outside for six, seven months. You know what I'm saying? But after that six, seven months, you would have really looked up and realized, like, oh, my God, I got all this capital saved. I can do this. I can do that. We all do this thing to where we want to keep up. With other people, like I was just talking about this with um, a good friend of mine the other day. He was basically saying it's like when people do things like you know we're taking these extravagant vacations or we buy all these fancy stuff, you know we buy all this, and they feel the urge to post it. Where's the gratification coming from? Is it coming from other people or is it coming for yourself? Did you really want to do that or did you want to do it so you could show it off? And it's just like think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. We about to end, we about to end this podcast, and that's the last question you guys really have. To think. We're gonna leave it on that note for you guys can be really thinking about it. But I thank you, Pierre, for coming on the podcast today and shedding your two cents and actually giving the knowledge that you know we we saw we we need in the community. So, is there anything so, last remarks you want to go ahead and tell the people who roll the buildings? Uh, no, nah, not really. I mean, follow me on Instagram uh, <laughs> at I might be Pierre. Um, you can follow my. I got like a little fin twit. Um, where I post, you know, live trades or trades that I've made or trade ideas um, at uh, Stonkman, at S-T-O-N-K-M-A-N, or um, Stonkworld, at S-T-O-N-K-W-O-R-L-D. And then, you know what I'm saying, just follow those pages. But, you know, follow me on, and then I post a lot of books and stuff that I read on my uh, actual Instagram, or like every time I finish a book, I post it. Or if you go to my highlights on Instagram, I post a lot of books that I've read about finance or just life in general. Definitely. Well, I appreciate you once again, Pierre, and thank you guys for tuning in on Roll the Business Podcast. Check you guys next time.